Mashiach now. I'd like to welcome you to the Bain HaMetzrim series. This is a daily dose of encouragement and Bezrat Hashem Tikkun for the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash in anticipation of the arrival of the Mashiach. So I will be just sharing uh, via audio a few things uh, each day. So this today is the 17th of Tammuz. It is a fast day from just before sunrise to sunset. And on the Jewish calendar, we have what's known as Hebrew months. And so this month of Tammuz is actually the first month of the summer season. So we have Tammuz, the month of Av, and the month of Elul. And yes, these are names that are given to the months of the Hebrew calendar from the Babylonian exile. And they're basically to remember that we were once exiled. And obviously there have been succeeding exiles after that, but that's for another time. So as we remember these months, it's a remembrance of us, Bezrat Hashem, doing better, continuing into Shuba and never thinking that uh, we're completely flawless and we stand uh, unblemished because we have fallen. And as it says in Proverbs, a righteous man falls seven times. So with that being said, uh, we're in the summer. And obviously for a lot of the people who live in Texas, uh, we know that. So Bain um, HaMetrim, which is between the weeks or between the straits. Uh, Bain in Hebrew is the word for between. And Metzrim is the same word as Mitzrayim, which is Hebrew for Egypt. So literally we're between Egypt. And Egypt is the word for straits, confinement, uh, narrow place, and things like that. Uh, it's also connected to the process of birth, um, that when you're bringing a baby into the world, the, the way the baby uh, enters is through this narrow uh, strait. And so, interestingly enough, there is a tradition that talks about the final day of these three weeks, which is the ninth of Av. Um, that is the birthday of the Mashiach. So, Bezrat Hashem, throughout this series, I'll get into all the sources on that, but it's just a beautiful hope, uh, a beautiful thing to strive towards, because if you look at this time, like laboring and birth pangs, uh, that is ultimately uh, what we're dealing with, because there have been tragedies throughout our history. And uh, for instance, Tanit 26a, which is a section of Talmud oral Torah, and this brings down the things that have happened um, that has caused this time period to be what it is, because this is known as the three weeks of mourning. Um, and it's typically uh, and incorrectly seen as a time of uh, sadness or depression or gloom. But in the words of my rabbi, Rabbi Trugman Shlita, he brings down that this should not be a time for that. This should be a time where we lessen with joy and the whole understanding of everything that we're going through is anticipating what we're looking forward to so uh in the jewish understanding there's a concept called zimzum which is the it's a huge um, mystical deep uh teaching 
but basically it has to do with contracting and um, making a small opening. And basically this is what we're doing during this time. We're, we're, uh, we're contracting things in our life and we're bringing everything down to uh, a, a small level. You know, this time, during this time period, we don't go swimming. We don't listen to music. Uh, as we get closer to Tisha B'Av, the first day of the month of Av is known as Rosh Hodesh Av, or the first of Av. And from that point to the ninth of Av, we actually, um, we don't wear freshly laundered clothes. We um, don't drink wine and eat meat. And there are many other customs, but as you can already see, this kind of puts a quote unquote damper on the summer because obviously summertime is schools out. People are ready to go on vacation and let's go see the sights and it's hot outside. So let's get in the pool, you know, right? So these things uh, for these three weeks, what we're doing is pulling back for a second and we're contemplating and introspective. And so what happened today? Yud Zayin Tammuz. So Yod is 10. It's a Hebrew letter. And Zayin is 7. So 10 and 7 equals 17. So that's another way to count numbers in Hebrew is to use the letters. Each letter has a numerical value. And it gets really, really crazy. But for those of you who have uh, listened to my podcast before, uh, last year during this time, I did the Hebrew letters every day because these days are actually 22 within the three weeks. There's 22 days. So today is the first day of the week, uh, first day of those three weeks or the first day of the 22 days. And what I was bringing down is the Atbash of the Hebrew alphabet. So the backwards version of the Hebrew alphabet, which is actually on a mystical level, according to the Medrash, the uh, commentary and surveying done by the rabbis and the sages of old, you know, people like Moshe, Rabbeinu, uh, Moses, um, people like the prophets, uh, namely Samuel, um, you have your Mordecai's, your um, Zerubbabel, you have uh, Daniel, Haggai, Zechariah, those type of people are known as sages. Uh, and for those who are familiar with the Bible, uh, they have books in the Bible. So um, it's when we say the rabbis and when we say the sages in Hebrew, um, it's not meant to be this like super fictional thing. Like it's it's real deal, you know. So anyway, but. We they bring down that the Aleph Bet as we know it going from Aleph to Tav is actually from Tav to Aleph. Uh, when creation was happening, each letter came before the Holy One, blessed is He, and they requested that Hashem would create the world with them. So Tav goes and you know, all the way down to Aleph. And so what I did last year on the podcast series is I brought all that down and things like that. So you can look up Bain Hametrim uh, on the Shomer Man podcast from last year. So 
I could, I will be definitely reposting a lot of those just to do those things. But anyway, without further ado, what happened today? Uh, today is the five things. The tablets were broken. So the Sapphire tablets that we were supposed to receive, um, that were supposed to free us from death, free us from exile. Uh, we were supposed to take those today when Moshe showed up uh, from the mountain, from being up there for 40 days. Supposed to receive those tablets, go into the land and conquer the land and build the temple and welcome in Hashem and the Messianic kingdom. So that obviously did not happen because we did something called make a golden calf. So there's a whole lot to that. So uh, Bezor Hashem, that's another thing I would love to talk about, the golden calf uh, on all these episodes. We got 22 days. Uh, and I want to take just the couple of minutes each time. So I don't want to get too much information all at once, but just to give a preview. Uh, so we have the tablets were broken. We have the daily offering is discontinued. Uh, there's a beautiful teaching of the daily offering in this week's Torah portion. And in the Jewish world, we study the first five books of the Bible and sections of the prophets uh, each week known as the Torah and the Haftorah. So the first five books of Genesis through Deuteronomy, break those down by sections. And each section is called a Torah portion or parasha or sidra. Uh, sidra comes from the word seder, which means order. Parasha is Hebrew for portion. So Torah portion, parasha, Torah parasha, parasha tashvua, the Torah portion of the week all of those different names. So this week we're in a section of numbers where it is teaching about the, it's teaching about so many things. <laughs> There's more counting in this week and uh, the appointing of Joshua as the successor of Moses uh, to lead the people into the promised land. But right after this incident, we have what's known as the daily offerings. Uh, the morning and the afternoon lamb, or the morning and evening lamb. And these are, are very, it's super deep on that as well. So Bezor Hashem will have an episode on that. Uh, but just to say, these lambs are, uh, they do a lot of things uh, that are not outright known for us. They're like hidden, uh, hidden armor, hidden merits, hidden, um, we call them segulas, segulot. Uh, it's treasures for us, basically. Uh, the, when these lambs are offered, they atone for so many sins. Uh, they're ultimately connected to what's known as the Akeda, the binding of the son, and um, namely Isaac, the son of Abraham, who looked like his father and all this kind of stuff. There's a whole lot to that, but <laughs> you know, everything, there's a whole lot to everything. So I don't even know why I keep saying that, but uh, these lambs were discontinued, which means we took out a lot of things that were protecting us uh, as the Jewish people. So currently today, the way we fulfill offering any sacrifice is through uh, reading about them. So in our week, in our daily prayer book, known as the Sidur, we have what's known as the Korbanot or the offering section. 
uh, in the Jewish mind, offerings are not sacrifices. They're, they're ways of drawing close to Hashem. So therefore, when something is offered, it's like into pulling away barriers and impedances from our fellowship and connection to God. So you can imagine what, what the implications are of having those daily offerings taken away. So that was discontinued. Uh, and that was before the destruction of the first temple. And the walls of Jerusalem were breached before the destruction of the second temple on this day. So that's important because the walls of Jerusalem, I mean, we're talking fortress fortifications, uh, they're impenetrable. Uh, if you read the story of Nebuzaradan, who is uh, one of the generals in the Babylonian uh, army, he was uh, a very mighty, powerful person. And he exhausted something like 300 and something axes before he could break down the gates. And so um, it was, it's quite a challenge to do that. So the fact that the walls fell today is, is uh, again, it's another one of those mystical things because they technically should be indestructible. Uh, going on, it says the wicked apostomos burned the Torah. So there is a Torah scroll that is to be kept in the temple. And this is what is read from uh, when all of Israel comes together for what's known as the Hakel. Um, it's a, a cyclical, uh, basically, event that occurs where certain sections of the Torah are read publicly to the entire nation, uh, men, women, and children, all of that. So uh, that Torah scroll was burned. Apostamos is a part of the Roman legions that came in and destroyed the Second Temple. And then we have uh, an idol that was set up in the temple today. So uh, in history, uh, we've decided that we needed an image. Uh, we needed something to um, focus on other than Hashem. Um, basically, to quote the writer of Hebrews, he says, we must lay aside everything which so easily entangles us, lay aside every weight to be particular. And if you'll give me a moment, I'd like to go verbatim to that verse. It's in Hebrews 12. And <clears throat> it's verse one. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also get rid of every weight and entangling sin. Let us run with endurance the race set before us, focusing on Yeshua the initiator and perfecter of Emuna, which is faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the crucifixion stake, disregarding its shame, and he has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary in your souls and lose heart. And struggling against sin, have you not yet, or you have not yet resisted to the point of bloodshed? Have you forgotten the warning addressed to you as sons? So, 
obviously there's a lot in there, but when we understand who is Yeshua, because that's always the question, what is the Yeshua of Hashem? What is the salvation of God? It is none other than him itself, his word, his Torah. Yeshua is a picture of the word made flesh. And to understand Mashiach from a Jewish understanding, it's not some man who comes and proclaims to be God and uh, leads us away from the yoke of Torah and things like that. Uh, that is far from uh, truth and far from uh, normal. <laughs> but um, when we talk about what is looking, what is our focus point? What should our eyes be fixed on? It should be fixed on the 22 letters of Hashem, which created the Torah, which are, which are in the Torah, Slika. And all of these letters are rearranged into, on a mystical level, 600,000 600, letters, but there's an actual number to the letters of a Torah scroll. And when we look at these letters, these give us the, the essence of who Hashem is. It is taught that the Torah is known as I wrote myself down and gave it to you, or I gave over my soul to you. So that is a, a, a meaning of what's known as anoki, which is the Hebrew word for I, which is used in Exodus chapter 20. The first word Hashem used to address us as a nation, a royal nation, a holy priesthood. Yeah. So anyway, all of that to say, that's what our eyes should be fixed on. It should be fixed on the will, the soul, the essence of Hashem. That is the Yeshua that we should be proclaiming. The, the Holy One, blessed be He, the creator of the universe. And to focus on anything other than that is to basically continue to have this idol set up in the temple. And so I quote these five things to say in summation that we should look at each of these and do the opposite. <laughs> Let's receive the Torah instead of causing them to be broken. Let's continue the daily offerings as opposed to have them discontinued, which happened because of our sin. So turn away from sin, do good, seek after Hashem, speak about it, talk about it, believe about it, uh, put your consciousness towards that. And yeah, obviously we'll make mistakes. I just said it before, a righteous person falls seven times. So there's not a a requirement to be perfect at this, but there is a requirement to say, yep, you know what? I messed up my bad. I need to figure out why it was my bad and I do something about it. Uh, what caused the walls to be breached? We're, we're to be repairs of the breach. That's what we should be doing. Uh, instead of burning the Torah scroll, we should become a Torah scroll. The Torah teaches a man how to become like a Torah scroll according to Hasidic thought. And Jeremiah tells us that uh, fire is shut up inside of our bones. Deuteronomy tells us the Torah is the fiery law that goes forth from the right hand of Hashem. And we already talked about the setting up the idol because the whole important reason of this is the Hebrew month of Tammuz is connected to the eyes, connected to the faculty of sight. So what are we looking at? What are our eyes fixed on? And I'll end with Seasons of the Soul by Rabbi Truckman.
there's a paradigmatic uh, seven and three division. So there's a whole concept about seven and three in Judaism. And it says, it is not only reflected in the first giving of the Torah, because the Torah was given twice. There was two comings, if you will, of the Torah <laughs> into the world. The first one was the sapphire tablets broken today. Second time it came into the world was on the day of atonement, uh, which is coming up in the month of Tishrei. So we are headed towards that event. So it is also present in the second giving of the Torah as well. After the people sinned by worshiping the golden calf and Moshe destroyed the first tablets, he prayed for God to forgive the people and descended from Mount Sinai after three periods of 40 days with the second tablets on Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the 10th of the seventh month, the 10th day of the seventh month. So there were three periods of the mountain. There are, by the way, seven weeks between Tishbaav and Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so we have a three-week and a seven-week period to get us into the season of receiving the Torah again. And this, the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar is Tishrei. And on the 10th day of that month is <clears throat> Yom Kippur, which is the second giving of the Torah, also known as the Day of Atonement. And we know seven plus three is ten. So that's why that's important. So this will conclude today's episode of Bain HaMetzrin. And may we merit to see the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash, the coming of the Mashiach, and the end of this exile.